Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hot off the presses, Jordan. Ooh. We just got back from... Uh, oh, don't touch the presses. Ooh. Don't touch the... Ooh, don't I, put your... Oh, I licked it. Don't put that on there. Oh. You're going to get... You're gonna you're gonna get scalded. I thought the hot presses was be as good as hot cakes. No. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. I feel like a real jerk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just back from the city by the bay. Yeah. Where we recorded a whiz bang. Mm-hmm. Balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. Summer slam jam. <laughs> right. Flim a real slam. rage in the cage. <laughs> At the punchline right. comedy club. Right there in San Francisco, right there in front of that mural of San Francisco that our friend Nato Green worked so hard to save. Mm-hmm. And Dave Chappelle also helped. Dave Chappelle helped. Yeah. You know what? I bet that when Dave Chappelle and Nato Green and all those San Francisco comedians were fighting to save the Punchline Comedy Club in mm-hmm. San Francisco this past summer, they were looking forward to January's SF Sketchfest and thinking, if this place closes, because Google bought the property, mm-hmm. if this place closes, then where will Jordan and Jesse play? Sure, they'll have to. They'll have to move their the Swedish American Hall. Yeah, exactly. Which is, would probably be a cool venue too. What, what are they going to do? Piano fight? Yeah. What are these guys going to play at the Marsh? Yeah. There's some other venues. They there's turns out there was a lot of places we could have played. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but it's good that the comedy club's still around. Ideally, we'd have played Bill Graham Civic Auditorium. That would be nice. Yeah, go in the step in the footsteps of the Jefferson Airplane. What about the Cow Palace? Our heroes. Oh, I'd love to play at the Cow Palace. If I ever told you about, you know, I used to have uh, uh, ESL students stayed at my house, kind of help make the rent. You know, mm-hmm. uh, live in ESL students, and they were often Swiss. And one guy sat down at dinner. He said, "I had a great day today at the Cow Palace." Hey, <laughs> yeah. Took us a long time to figure that one out. Mm-hmm. Took us a long time. Anyway. Yeah, we could fill the Cow Palace, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. I mean, it de- it depends on, you know, it depends on whether it's market day or not. Right, sure. You know, what kind of Holsteins we have. <laughs> okay, so number one, we've got on this program, Aneke Fitz-Clark. Yeah. From Minority Corner, our sister podcast here at MaximumFun.org. We've got Pete Fields. Right. Singer-songwriter. We've got Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. We sure do. WNYC. Mm-hmm. Tony Hale. Forky from Fork Story. Mm-hmm. This lineup is so jam-packed, it's almost obscene. Right. Then, of course, we have a lot of obscenity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cherry on top of yep. this delicious banana split of entertainment. Let's go to the stage of the punchline in San Francisco. Welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big show for us. Our moms are here. Yeah. <laughs> moms, 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 moms. <laughs> Nobody say fuck, okay? <laughs> mom's gonna be pissed. But take away the car. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I just got off a, a seven-hour flight from Boston. Oh boy! That they they were at one point they were like they're like just so you know uh, we're going to be traveling through Canada part of this trip uh, and the internet won't be working. I'm like 
through Canada for like tax what? reasons or something? <laughs> like, what? Why is it's this a seven-hour flight? Is Canada experiencing some sort of apocalypse we don't know about? Why don't I they know. have internet? <laughs> it was. I I don't know what was, what's going on on the JetBlue Boston to San Francisco route, Jordan. I can't tell you. Right. Couldn't tell you. Did you get some chips though? Oh fuck! Did I ever? Plus those <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. You can take as many as you want. Oh, that, I, well, I asked about the chips. <laughs> Were you not listening to me? Are you just going to say whatever you want to this whole time? I ate chips, too. Okay. I said, yeah, and plus chocolate chip cookies, and you can take as many as you want, Jordan. Okay. And I had a nice salad with some quinoa at the bottom. I think there's a great energy up here tonight. (laughs) (laughs) This show is going to be hot, despite the fact that we can't say fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Usually, we prepare a little... Uh, top of the show bit. Yeah. Uh, Usually goes five out of ten good. Yeah. <laughs> it perplexes as much as it entertains. Yeah. Uh, but we decided to scrap it because I just want to talk about the movie Cats, Please. <laughs> uh, I have cleared it with the Punchline Comedy Club staff. Uh, we will all be here for four hours. <laughs> Brian has slides. There are graphs. Jordan, did you see the movie Cats? Yes! And I am am born anew. Um, Yes. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, there's, it, it, it it brings together two things I like, which is I like, I like. Cats and railways? (laughs) Well, cats and uh, earnest fiascos. (laughs) I will. A well, a, I love a well-meaning fiasco. <laughs> I will say that, you know, I'm like, well, even if this is, is terrible, which I hear it is, at least, you know, it's about cats, which I really like, so I'll enjoy seeing cats. But here's what I think, is that no one involved with the movie had ever seen a cat before. <laughs> they had, they had, they, no. someone just, like, they had a cat described to them by a child on quaaludes. <laughs> and the description made them horny. Now, I <laughs> and know they made a movie accordingly. I haven't seen the movie Cats, Jordan, but I know for, for a fact from watching online featurettes uh-huh. that the cast of Cats went to cat school to learn how to cat around. Well, uh, whoever taught the school did a bad job. <laughs> Uh, at some point, uh, at some point, um, oh gosh, uh, the 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 celebrated actor whose only role I can remember is Magneto. What's his name? Ian McKellen. Thank you. Uh, so Magneto. Several people were like, "Sir, Ian Sir McKellen. Ian McKellen." <laughs> uh, Mr. Patrick Stewart, right? <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart. He was knighted. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Magneto's there. Yeah. And at some point, he just, he seems to just be improvising. He's walking from one thing to another, and he's like, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> and it's, that's the most cat-like thing that happens in this movie. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Do you think he had, like, a conversation with his agent where he was like, listen, 
I'm willing to perform in Cats, but I must be allowed to improvise. I've already written a line. <laughs> and he rolls out a giant scroll. <laughs> Just says meow, meow, meow. So Cats does not make sense, but after, <laughs> after uh, Ian McKellen showed up, I'm like, I'm just going to imagine this is an X-Men movie, and the plot is something went wrong with the danger room. <laughs> <laughs> now this makes sense. Uh, when we went into Cats, um, you know, uh, I, the theater's maybe like an eighth full. Uh, this is not a hot film. Um, but so, you know, there's a lot of space in the theater, and there was a person behind us there alone, Dressed as Pikachu. <laughs> now, this was concerning. Now, I would like a they group. They were probably there not to see cats, but to see detective cats. <laughs> right, yes. This was like, and I was thinking a group of people dressed as Pokemon would not be that weird, but a lone person there, they are not there because because they like musical theater, they are there because they think the movie is sending them messages. <laughs> no, it would I be think like they just came straight from the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like this would be if I went to see Joker and there was just a guy with like a ponytail and a leather vest sitting behind me. I would go, <laughs> oh, this guy's here for a bad reason. <laughs> um, so Cats... Was it... Uh, so I've only seen the. I'm sure everyone here has seen the trailers, right? Everyone's seen the cat's trailers. Very, very distressing. <laughs> How many people here have actually gone to see the movie? A few, a few, just a, just a few, just a couple. I'm seeing. I haven't. I haven't actually seen the movie. Do, is the movie as bananas as the trailers would suggest? Yeah. Um. So, you know, I the mean, movie. So yeah. Normally, I go see anything James Corden. <laughs> You're there Any. for Peter Rabbit. You're there for the Emoji Movie. I'm there for all other movies for some reason. Yeah. There is a scene where the James Corden cat deep throats a shrimp. <laughs> and uh, until that part of my brain can be removed, I can never have sex again. The, um, Wait, does the shrimp come back out? Does the skeleton of the shrimp, the exoskeleton, <laughs> I guess, come out Heathcliff style? Uh, no, I don't think you see what happens to the shrimp. Oh, it wow. cuts away. Okay, yeah, well. So when we, like, so it's rated PG-13. You can't show the money shot. Right, yeah. There's a director's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a director's cut where he looks at it and says, shrimp in my eye. <laughs> I don't know. Or whatever. Or whatever. Uh, so it started out kind of the, uh, and you know, it starts and then everyone's, you know, people are kind of like snickering and like maybe talking softly and like kind of goofing around with the people they're there with. But by the end of the movie, people are just standing up and just full volume at the screen going, why? Why? Why is anything? Why is it? Ha who's that? Who's that? Why? Just screaming questions at a movie at a at a god who may or may not be listening. I don't know that much about Cats, the stage show. But yeah. my understanding is, isn't it just a long line of cats introducing themselves? Yeah, and some of them come back and some of them don't, and some of them mouthfuck a shrimp. 
Yes, uh, it is so. It is so. Conf- Maybe we should do this. Should we just come out, introduce ourselves, and then leave. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Is that the new kind of performance? I'd love to. That's angelical, Jordan Jessica. Right. So okay, so you know a little bit of the terminology. It sounds a like. little tiny bit, but I've never seen. I mean, did you? Have you ever seen the stage version of Cats? Yeah. So I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, any Starlight Express fans in the house? Wow, huge pop for the musical about living trains. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So we we I I went to see it as a as a kid. I was taken to see it. Um, so yeah. So I had kind of nice memories of it. But you've watched the featurettes. It sounds like. Yeah. How do you feel about taking a cat's mini quiz? You mean Jordan's cat's mini quiz for Jesse? <laughs> That's right. Thank you for preparing that slide so quickly. Okay. So I think so maybe something people know is that the cats all have very funny names. So I wanted to read you four names, and you should tell me which one of these is actually a name of a cat in Cats. Okay? I have a question. Yes. If I get all these questions right, does that mean that I surpass past... Jordan Jesse go guest Ken Jennings as the greatest of all time. Yes, you are. If you get this one multiple choice question right, you are Jeopardy goat. Okay. And I, that's what he's most known for, past Jordan Jesse go guest Ken Jennings. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Ken Jennings from that one live episode of Jordan Jesse Go in Seattle. Sure. Okay, so I'm nice going to read guy. you four names. You're going to tell. <laughs> he is nice. Yeah. I'm going to read you four names. You're going to tell me which of these is the name of a cat in Cats. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. And don't. Don't tip him off, uh-huh. audience. Okay, first name. Don't tip him off like when they knew that the most famous song from Cats was in Cats after you <laughs> side-eyed me. <laughs> yeah. A guy who just saw the movie Cats. Yeah, I should have known. That's yeah. my fault. Okay, Okay. Here's, here's the names. First name. Rimbly Timbly Typhoid, the teapot cat of Exegol. <laughs> okay. Uh, One of these is real? Tell me which one is real. Okay. Rimbly Timbly Rimbly, Typhoid. I'll read them again. Rimbly Timbly Typhoid. of Exeter? Exegol. Exegol. Name two. Okay. Dexter Jetster. (laughs) Dexter Jetster? Dexter Jetster. Okay. Sir Balthazar. (laughs) (laughs) Sir Balthazar Fergustan, Duke of Fudge Whipper, Rascal of Mustafar, Most Honorable Nip Napper. Okay. Let me know if you want me to reread any of these. Can you, Jordan, I, I missed that last one. Could you reread it for yeah, me? Yeah, sure. Happy to do it. Sir Balthazar Fudgestan, Duke I of Fudgewipper. just have to take a bathroom break. <laughs> Rascal of Mustafar, most honorable nip-napper. Okay. Thank you. Most honorable nip-napper. Yeah, most honorable nip-napper. Okay. Not a d- dishonorable nip-napper. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Let me know if you want me to reread any of those. <laughs> okay, so the first one was... Rimbly Timbly Typhoid, the Teapot Cat of Exegol. Okay, of Exegol. And the second one was... Dexter Jetster. And the third one? Uh, Sir Balthazar Fudgestan, Duke of Fudge Whipper, Rascal of Mustafar, Most Honorable Nip Napper. <laughs> and then what was that fourth one? Timothy Chalamet. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... I I saw I didn't see cats but I did see little women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did not stay for the credits but I think 
Dexter Jetster played the love interest in that. Uh, yes. Um, I'm going to say that the real one is... What was the first one again? Rimbly Timbly Typhoid, the teapot cat of Exegol. <laughs> and the third one? <laughs> Sir Balth... This is a great use of time. <laughs> I'm saying that earnestly. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Sir Balthazar Fudgestan, Duke of Fudge Whipper, Rascal of Mustafar, Most Honorable Nipnapper. Okay, I'm going to say the first one is the real one. Okay, so none of them were real. God. And now you know how confused and angry I was while I was watching Cats. Now I've been able to simulate the confusion of watching Cats. Did someone boo me? You're right to. <laughs> it was not very jellical. No, you're right. Not very jellical at all. Well, thank you for that quiz. Yes. Thanks, for, thanks for that background on the film Cats. <laughs> no problem. Happy to help. Any of the cats make you horny at all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most. <laughs> Most cats. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Uh, but, okay, uh, so actually we've got a lot of fun surprises uh, yeah. in store for this uh, SF Sketchfest audience. A lot of really cool stuff. Um, and I think you wanted to maybe offer people some guidance, right? Yeah, it's a pretty fucked up world out there. I don't yeah, know if you guys have been out it. there. I don't know if you guys follow the news, but some of these people are <laughs> troublesome. Yeah, to say the least. And I feel like there's probably a lot of young people in the audience who could use some guidance. Um, you know, we've been doing this show for 12 years. And mm -hmm. for 12 years, we've been doing this segment to uh, modest approbation. <laughs> Tolerance, I would say, from our audience. A segment called Hang It Up, Keep It Up. Hang It Up, Keep It Up. In these dark times, a moral compass is necessary. That's why we're here with Jesse Thorne to tell us what can hang it up and what can keep it up. First off, hang it up. Hang it up. Itchy foot. Hey, how the hell am I supposed to get in there? My shoes are tied on my feet. Hang it up, itchy foot. Green juice. Hey, green juice, wrong color, asshole. Hang it up, green juice. The Chainsmokers. Honestly, I don't know what they are or which songs are their songs. I just got a good solid feeling that they stink big time. Hang it up, the Chainsmokers. Weird gray hair. Hey, listen up, I'm not that old. Why are you coming out of my nipple? Hang it up, weird gray hair. Broken dream. You know what I say? Let's glue them up and get back out there. Hang it up, broken dreams. Now that we know what can hang it up, we must know what can keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. A nice breakfast. No, it says basket, Jordan. Do a breakfast one. <laughs> I'm sorry. A nice basket. Hey, nobody's got a problem with you, a nice basket. Keep it up. That would have worked for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> ice cold Coke. That's a classic beverage. Keep it up, ice cold Coke. A big tree. Hey, 
Way to hang in there, big tree. I know that canopy didn't happen overnight. Keep it up, a big tree. Butt massage. What can I say? I'm carrying a lot of tension back there. <laughs> Keep it up, butt massage. Guys with afros who know karate. White, black, or Asian with a perm, these guys can really rumble. Keep it up, guys with afros who know karate. This has been Hang It Up, Keep It Up. Live your life accordingly. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, what's going on in your life professionally? You just ra- you just wrapped w- up work writing on a show. Yeah, yeah. So I wrapped, and actually this is kind of exciting. I, I actually have a, 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 you know, kind of a cool piece of news I wanted to share with you guys. Um, Hold on. Let me, let me make a slide real quick. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So this is actually a very real announcement, <laughs> parentheses, not a bit. Yeah. Uh, so this is not, this is real. Um, yeah. A lot I of people would think this is a bit, but it's not. It's, it's totally not, real. It's yeah. real. Um, so true story from I, life. you know, I mostly, I mostly, you know, work in work in TV and work in podcasts. But I, you know, just uh, I've been kind of plink plunking away at a at a feature film, and I never thought it would go anywhere because I'm, you know, I'm not a not a feature writer typically. But you know, I had this thing, and it was a passion project, and I sent it out, and um, you know, and and it looks like it, it's it's gonna get made. It's a it's um it's different wow. from. It's really different from my my usual work. Um, it's not a it's not a comedy per se. It's a it's a thriller that you mostly worked on comedy in the past. Yeah, so this so is it's a remarkable thriller. that in real life you've sold a thriller feature right. script. Right. Yes, um, and it is um, it's an all American story about an American <laughs> boy from Brooklyn, and it is a you know it's just it's just a story about you know. Our our moment, our na- our now, our country. Um, what it you know, is to in be America. an American in uh, to be an American in 2020, right? And also looking back over time, like the history of what it is to be American. Yeah, it's just kind of about from, our country from America. And we've got a great cast. We've got um, uh, Liam Neeson, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> uh, Mark Strong, and uh, Emma Watson. Wow. That is really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and it's uh, it's called Snatched Up. <laughs> and actually, I think we want to give you a little sense of how it's going to sound. Oh, uh, is that so what I the have script a, have a is cool, here? Yeah, of a scene from the movie. I just thought we would give people a sense of how this is going to sound. Now, there's a character named Diane here. Yeah. Um, should we bring on from Maximum Fund's own Minority Corner, Aneke Fitzclark, to we play should. that character? We Please should. Please welcome, welcome Aneke. Oakland's own Aneke Fitzclark. Somebody went to cat school. Thanks for having me. So here, yeah, it's just the story of a boy from Brooklyn. It's snatched up, and uh, and we're just going to give you a little sense of how it's going to sound. So Jordan, you'll be playing Clint. Yeah, so that part will be played by, Clint, that's by Liam, Liam Neeson Neeson's in the movie. part in the film. He's attached. Yeah, he's attached. And then she'll be playing Diane. That's Emma Watson. And Emma Watson, yeah. And then who's who's playing my character? Martin McDonough Hurley O'Sullivan. Uh, one of those other guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. <clears throat> Honey, I'm home from work at the textile factory. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. You know, the textile factory my father worked in before me and his father before him here in Brooklyn. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. Oh, Clint, I'm so glad you're back. 
I was taking our daughter to the market in Queens. Queens, one of the five boroughs here in New York City. <laughs> our home for our entire lives. Yes, that's the one. I was taking our daughter to the market to gather ingredients for our upcoming meal of hamburgers, hot dogs, T-bone steaks, and Budweiser beer. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I know that meal well. My father ate it and his father before him. Here in Brooklyn, where I've lived all my life. Yeah, baseball. Well, I turned away from our daughter for but a second, and she was snatched up. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, crud. My only daughter snatched up. It was probably the McDonough, Hurley, O'Sullivan boys, the gangsters from the Bronx, one of the other five boroughs here in New York City, which is where we've always lived. Yeah, uh-huh. Why would the McDonough, Hurley, O'Sullivan boys want to snatch up our daughter? Well, you see, I borrowed money from them to help me achieve the American dream. You know, a white picket fence, a tire swing, and a two-car garage filled with apple pie. Darling, we don't need that. All we need is each other. Tin cans for kicking down the street. Hoops for chasing with sticks in each other. Here in Brooklyn, where we've always lived. I wish I had known that before my selfish actions led to our daughter getting snatched up. Uh-huh, yeah, gun. Martin McDonough Hurley O'Sullivan enters. Did I hear someone say they're looking for a missing daughter? Uh-huh, yeah. Martin McDonough Hurley O'Sullivan, what are you doing here in Brooklyn? Because you know... Yes, I'm from the Bronx, one of the five boroughs of New York City. The city where we all live. For, for our, our entire, entire lives. lives. Uh-huh, uh -huh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I snatched up your daughter as the first step to building my criminal empire. Soon I will rule everything. The Bronx, Brooklyn, 42nd Street, the Empire State Building, fire hydrants that have water shooting out of them and kids are playing in the water. <laughs> also, all the pizzas. You'll never get away with this. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. From sea to shining sea. Thank you. Thank you. Up. Let's hear Coming it for Fitzclark. Coming soon to a theater near you. That was a real thrill. Yeah, real fun. If uh, you're a casual listener to the show, that was um, part of a running joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just in general, if you're a casual listener to the show or this is your first time, anything that you don't think is funny, it's part of a running joke. Right. <laughs> It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thornback. Jordan Black. We're just doing. You don't need to hear the whole nickname anymore. You know the nickname. We sort of do them out of obligation now anyway. That's okay. true, sure. We just make weird noises now instead of the nickname. Who cares? Speaking of obligations, yes. Jordan, we've got a sponsor on this week's program, our friends at ZipRecruiter. It's a new year, the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. 
Roll them, folks. Roll them. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. So if you want to roll them, ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo makes it easy. Here's what they do. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. Take a seat seat in the the driver's seat of that big, fat steamroller. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. They don't stop there. They use their powerful matching technology to scan thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience, and they invite them- Wait, hold on. What? Key, key, key in the ignition. Oh, you got to put the key in the ignition. Yeah. It won't work. Yeah. That's the that's what makes it go. Go ahead. They invite them. Uh, they invite them to apply for your job. Turn the key, put it in gear. Right. Check your mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> Hands on the wheel, Hands, 10, and ten and two. 10 and two, of course. Good steamroller driving etiquette. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, put but find your radio station or your podcast before you pull out into traffic. You should have presets. Yeah, you should have presets. Unless it's a borrowed steamroller. That's true. And you're trying to find a job seeker. Right. <laughs> this is this is easy to follow, right? Yeah. ZipRecruiter is so effective. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Crush your enemies. And uh, while you're going to URLs, yeah. after you've gone to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo, go to MaxFunStore.com and uh, get your exclusive Rollum t-shirt. Only in the month of January, Jordan. This is a, this is a, it's a, it's a one and done, fun and done yeah. t-shirt experience uh, that you can only get uh, in the month of January. Don't come whining to me in February. Oh, I forgot. Oh, it's leap day. I didn't go to maxfunstore.com because I'm too dumb. Oh, oh well. I live in Arizona, so I have to work today on Martin Luther King's birthday, <laughs> and I can't find your shirt in the store. No excuse. Go to maxfunstore.com uh, and get your Rollum t-shirt. A lot of other fun uh, JJ Go items up there. Uh, on the website, but the Rollum T-shirt is only available for January. Yeah, so go do it, maxfunstore.com, and then fucking crush your enemies into flat paper. They deserve it. Flat, wet paper from their blood. <laughs> yeah, blood's wet. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Uh, hey, uh, we've got more fantastic guests. Ain't yeah. that right? Yeah, you know him from uh, Veep from Arrested Development as uh, Forky in the hit film Fork Story 4. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage our friend and yours, Mr. Tony Hale. Tony Hale. Hi, Tony. How are you, friends? What a beautiful film that was. Yeah. That's actually the whole film. (laughs) Really? Yeah, yeah. And you sold it? No. (laughs) Man, Tony Hill just fucking broke you, Jordan. Yeah. No, I'm really proud of you, Jordan. Thanks, Tony, for going along with the premise. Um, how's your sketch fest been? You've been here. You've already done a show. Yep. Me and Mark Hershon back there did a show last night. 
awkward conversations with Tony Hale. And um, I'm here doing a play. That's why I'm in San Francisco doing a play called Wakey Wakey at uh, ACT. Oh, wow. The American Conservatory Theater? The American Conservatory Theater. Are you reading a funny scene from the play? Is that part <laughs> of the premise? No, you're actually just something you're actually doing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It opens January uh, 23rd. Okay. I once saw uh, Olympia Dukakis in a play at ACT as a teenager, and the only thing I remember about it was that <coughs> at one point her co-star came out on stage and said, I peed a thick and heavy stream. What was the play? Don't remember. Okay. <laughs> All I really remember is Olympia Dukakis was the other star, but the person who wasn't Olympia Dukakis mm. came out and said, I peed a thick and heavy mm. stream. Now, how heavy will your stream be in this play? <laughs> yeah. Tony, how I'm heavy? so glad you asked. <laughs> um, I do have a question about cats. Please. Um, do you think that it's going to become one of those cult-like uh, Rocky Horror kind of a thing that people go to. Like, do you think it has that kind of potential? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I. Right. I feel like if we all. Oh, someone just goes, no. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, I think it'll be. Yeah, I think it, it, it will be a thing where people come and they, you know, hurl something at the screen. Oh, you know what would be fun? Laser pointers. Because oh, cats love yeah. to change. Oh. Everyone brings a laser pointer. You kind of know where people That's are going to run. Yeah. And you point the laser. Yeah, someone anyway. in marketing of cats is like, laser pointer. The laser pointer shows. I know, yeah. Yeah, I do think this will be like a legendary thing that people like get high and watch in college or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, did you hear that... Uh, Part of the one of the cats controversies is that Jason Derulo said that they had to reduce his like package size via CGI. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they have to do that in Superman too, or something like that? Oh, you're thinking of uh, <laughs> Henry Cavill's mustache. Oh wait, <laughs> I thought there was something. <laughs> I thought there was some superhero that had to do that or something like. Um, the mustache is known as the package of the face. That's right. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> what yeah, is yeah, the yeah. mustache yeah. <laughs> but the dick of the face? <laughs> I have seen the movie. They do not decrease the size of Jason Derulo's package, but they do add barbs. <laughs> Weird, weirdly. Make it Digitally. more anatomically accurate. Yeah. So was all the... I haven't seen it. No, yeah. I, I am going to see it. Do, is, all, is all the fur CGI? Boy, so he, it's so strange because it's not consistent. Like some of the cats do look very furry. Judy Dench looks very furry, but some of them look sleek like seals. <laughs> mm. They look like they're covered in mucus. I basically imagine it as being like Monsters Inc. That's sort of my oh. reference point for it. Yeah, okay. it is a lot like Monsters Inc. Because okay. I saw that featurette where they have all the the things on them. Yeah, but I didn't know if that. Um, when they were shooting, if they had any kind of like physical something on them, you know? Yeah, no, I think it's all, but the the shrimp that they deep throat are all real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're live, they're squirming, yeah. and it's upsetting. Wow. All right. Uh, are, you, are, are you a theater guy? Do you go see musicals and things like that? Uh, or do you just appear in plays? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I saw uh, um, uh, Beetlejuice in New York recently, which oh, was really was fun. That? Really good, really fun. I saw Dear Evan Hansen was really good. I saw that in New York. Um, I love going to the theater. Do you I really sing? Do. No. 
Have you I ever don't. have you ever performed on stage in a musical where you had to sing? Yes, and I uh, I was doing in high school. I was doing uh, Little Abner, <laughs> and there's a song called um, Jubilation T Cornpone. <laughs> yeah, that's I one of the names yeah. of the cast in my cast yes. quiz. That's what I thought. <laughs> Uh, and I got so nervous, I think I had a panic attack during wow. it, during the song, and I thought it was an asthma attack, but I have a good feeling it was a panic attack. Wow. Holy yeah, cow. I was that nervous about singing. And that was the day you became an Marian artist? I was Marion Sam. That was my name, Marion Sam. Well, my name is Marion Anyway. Yes, please, <laughs> sing it. the rest. <laughs> we don't have stuff planned. <laughs> sing something that will get us sued. Uh, you were, so you were like a high school theater kid. Yeah, I was a high school theater kid. I was the kid, uh, I lived in, well, we, my dad was in the army. We moved to Florida in the seventh grade. Yeah. And all, every, all the other kids were in sports, and I'm not a sports kid. And so my parents were like, I don't know what to do with this kid. I was kind of a spaz. And uh, they found this little theater in uh, Tallahassee called Young Actors Theater and signed me up. And I just, it was just a godsend. I, was a, I just loved it. And yeah. I'm a huge, not to get all, you know, t intense, but it's like I'm a huge arts education fan because I think even if you don't make a career out of it, like I did, yeah, but like certain personalities like myself need that environment to thrive. Yeah. You know? You really picked the right crowd. This is a crowd who would just <laughs> clap for the idea of extracurricular activities. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. It's the little thing. Tony, I, I actually went, I, I grew up here in San Francisco. I went to School of the Arts here in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Uh, got, got a really intense uh, and beautiful arts education there. Mm -hmm. And I find it really valuable in my life now doing whatever the opposite of art is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is the opposite of art. You, make, you, give, you bring people joy Thank through you, your Tom. humor. That's very sure. kind. We help this comedy club sell chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> we're just tools of big chicken finger. Did you, were you, were you like, uh, did you take pride in being a goofball when you were a theater kid? Did you like take it out, out of the stage? I, that's something I absolutely did as a, yeah. as a high school theater kid. Jordan uh, may have had a bubble pipe in high school. Yeah, I had a bubble pipe. Uh, I wore bowling shoes to school for a while. Sure. I was random! Uh, and I, I, I look back on that as, I mean, I don't know. There's worse things I could have been doing. I, hair, I had glitter-covered Doc Martens, so okay. we're, I'm right there yeah. with you. You had what? Yeah. Hair-covered Doc Gl Martens? Glitter-covered. Oh, glitter-covered, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was pretty, I mean, I, my, the director in the little theater, um, she would say, I remember getting. I wanted the part of um, in an uh, Oliver the uh, what was the sidekick? Um, Artful Dodger. Artful Dodger, and um, she said I was too obnoxious to get it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like Artful Dodger, the criminal. Wow. <laughs> too obnoxious to be a street urchin, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I also wanted the Scarecrow in Wizard of Oz, and I was too obnoxious, so I got like the Mayor of Oz, and my topsiders were green. So I was. Anyways, okay. I was a I was a kind of an obnoxious kid. Sure. I yeah. like. I'm excited to hear that you, multiple award-winning celebrated actor mm. Tony Hale, spent your teenagers sixth on the call sheet. <laughs> I wanted like to be twenty-fifth on the call sheet. <laughs> I wanted to be Doc Gibbs in Our Town, and my uh, teacher said my my bo was too bad. <laughs> oh, I was the guy who carried Bessie the cow. Oh yeah. That was I, I. I just brought Bessie out the cow. I I I was actually I did actually play Doc Gibbs uh, in our town. Uh, That's a good role. Yeah, and I wait. He they said he said your B 
HBO was bad? No, I was kidding. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I feel I, What's a lie? Who knows? Just say stuff into the microphone, and the club sells chicken fingers, and everybody's oh, okay. fine. Okay. When I, when I was in middle school, my middle school did a production of Midsummer Night's Dream, mm. and uh, the head of the middle school d- d- cast it. And he cast me as one of the mechanicals, but it was a mechanical he had added to the cast list. Wait, he's writing new characters into Shakespeare? (laughs) Yes. And I was like, what could possibly have... It's Romeo's friend, Kent. What could possibly... (laughs) Hey, it's me, Kent. (laughs) Help me work on my car. What could possibly have led him to add characters to the Bard of Avon's greatest, one of his greatest works? And then uh, eight weeks later, I realized uh, it was because that way he could cut me before the first show uh, without messing up the play. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Wait, he so he he uh, cut right me from the show like he he because was because why he had a it was his plan was he couldn't cast me as somebody with lines because if he cast me as somebody with lines, he couldn't cut me from it if he needed to. (gasps) Wait, Jesse, there is literally a wall in that play. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You couldn't make wall? I know, I couldn't make wall. Yet here I am, enriching people's lives according to Forky. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, just one question. Yeah. So you rehearsed the whole thing, and then at the last minute he said you're not in it. Yeah, maybe like ten days before the first before the performance. Wait, this was high school. This was middle school, eighth grade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's trauma. Yeah, it was fucked up. You it wore was the, fucked up. You still wore the pantaloons for two years after that, right? <laughs> yeah, but that was like it was like the swing era, you know. Sure. Like <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> Big bad voodoo daddy was tearing up, up the charts. Uh, right, yeah, right. This kid's just a Brian Setzer fan over here. <laughs> yeah. uh, but did you feel like when you when you found those theater kids in Florida, they're like, oh, I found my tribe. Like, these are my people. Yeah, I did. And I, those are the people that I kind of stay the closest to. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I really, really appreciate that time. Uh, I have told this story on the show before, but I feel like it's relevant here, is that my when I was in our town, I... You know, there's the funeral scene, and the townspeople mm-hmm. all have to s- stand around and watch the. F- God, spoiler alert for our town! <laughs> <laughs> like, come on! <laughs> um, and so I was. Uh, so you know, the funeral scene is happening, and while it was happening, one night I had to sneeze, but held it in because I didn't want to fuck up the thing. Yeah. So I held the sneeze so long that I started to cry, <laughs> and then backstage, everyone was like. Were you crying? And I was like, yeah, I was just so into it, you know? And I like <laughs> played it off like I had actually, like I actually c- know what acting is. I just fucking faked it. So if anybody from my high school theater program is listening, I, I, I'm this sorry. Is I'm sorry I lied to you. I'll tell you a darker story. Oh, please. Um, so Let's I, get real. <laughs> no, I was so needy that I, there was a girl that I was really popular and I just moved to Tallahassee. And I wanted so bad, she had just had a relative pass away. And I so, <laughs> stop, I didn't mean to laugh. I know, I know it's coming. Go That's on this I, journey <laughs> with us. This is a safe. No, it's really awful. I so wanted for her to be my friend that I, I told her my sister had passed away. And I just like owned it and thinking she'd be like, oh, and we'd have a bond. She could have cared less. But for the rest of my school career, she thought I had a dead sister. Do you have a sister? I do have a sister. Oh, 
It was fine. And she's eight, <laughs> she's eight years older than I am. So in my head, I was like, she's out of the house. Uh, <laughs> Across the summer so bridge when awful. I get to it. Right. It's so awful. I'm not proud of that. Anyways, that's the depth of my need as a child. <laughs> uh, did you? Did she ever find out? Or she, did she do? Did I don't know. Clean? I no. don't know. But I've ke- clearly carried that guilt for a long time. Well, she's here tonight. Oh, oh God! Oh. <laughs> Tony Hale, this is your life. I start weeping. Yeah. Tony, have I told you how hard I stand, Forky? I'm like the number one Forky stan in America. I loved Forky. Wait, hard you stan? What is that? What'd you say? You know what to stan is, right? As in the Eminem song, Stan. <laughs> oh. It's what a. Uh, it's, it's, what an, it's what an online young person would say when they're a fan of something. They're like, I oh, wow. stan Lizzo. I stan oh, really? Daenerys. And yeah. I stan. I Forky. never heard yes. that. Okay, I I apologize no. if all everybody knows that term. <laughs> all this fucking Fork wants to do is throw himself away. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's that's like, true. get a clue, Fork. Yeah. You know? He kind of saw his life as like, I'm made to help people eat chili and then the trash. That's it. <laughs> and then Woody comes along and he's like, no, you've got value. You're made for more than that. <laughs> how, how has, yeah. I'm, I'm it's absolutely beautiful. It's like, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I am absolutely sincere about how much I've, I loved and love Forky. I, I was I, like, I'm crazy about I Forky. I was like pumping my arm in the theater because I loved Forky so much. Do you know what also I love about Forky? Is <laughs> he, you know, Gabby Gabby, the doll in the thrift store that kind of everybody was afraid of? Forky was just new to the world. And he was like, I don't know what any of this means. And so everybody was afraid of her. But he was like, I think she's got pretty hair. <laughs> and just goes over and starts chatting. And because he kind of got to know her, then her stuff came out. And then she had her own healing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, really don't beautiful. judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Forky doesn't. <laughs> How uh, you have a? Uh, how old is your kid? She's fourteen. Uh, how does she feel about her dad being toys? Uh, she's just kind of generally embarrassed by me. <laughs> all in all, um, we're in that stage. Ah. Uh, but she's the lo- she's a love. But she's she's kind of like everything I say. Like, hey, sky's blue. She's like, I don't know. You know, everything. <laughs> she just kind of. Of course, you would with say that. Yeah, but no, she. She well, she's not able to see a lot of. She wasn't able to see Veep. She's no, never, sure. Yeah, um, and we're just getting into Arrested Development, so like, we'll, we'll watch a little bit of oh, that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Was there a point where she? Cause it's very touchy with kids. Mm-hmm. My children literally last week. My son Oscar told me that he thought I was funny. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that any of my children had had any reaction to me making a joke other than, shut up, Dad, I hate your jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, I, yeah. what would you do that, that, why did he say you were funny? I, you truly, I truly don't remember. I probably just made a dumb face or something. But it was, it was, like, a, it was a, like a very emotional moment for yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. let's be honest, this is the only way I know how to connect with another human being. <laughs> Sweet. Was um, this the youngest or the oldest? This is the middle one. The mm. middle one decided. I mean, he's the, also the one that I'm worried is going to grow up to be funny. Mm. It's a concern mm. that I have about him. What is it about him that you're like, mm, I think he's got it? Uh, he does a lot of mugging. He does a lot of mm, funny yep. voices. Yep. He's six years old, and you're like, you wonder, like, what? 
what is the shoot that he went into at school where he became the kid that does funny voices? Mm-hmm. Because he's not like doing funny voices with me, mm-hmm. but just something is broken inside him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That also was broken inside me at yep. that age. I'm sure each of us at yep. that age. Yep. That Comes from a lot of pain. That, that led us to say everything like this or something. You know, like when And we tell were people six. you have a dead sister. That's where yeah. that comes from. And like, you know, by the time you're nine or ten, you're pretending that you thought of the jokes from Saturday Night Live that you're doing at school on Monday and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm. Um, but but it's a very touchy, it's like a very touchy, yeah. those relationships are very touchy within the family who's decided who's embarrassing and who's not embarrassing. Mm-hmm. My two-year-old the other day, they were all at uh, they were all at the rec center taking uh, soccer class. The two youngers were in soccer, and the and the older one was in softball. My daughter Grace and my two-year-old uh, found out from my wife that they, that Grace, my oldest, would be coming mm-hmm. home with them after they all finished their classes, mm-hmm. and pitched a shit fit because he demanded that they leave her at the park. <laughs> He was truly shocked that they were planning to not planning to leave her at the park. Oh, the other day, my son said I was the coolest dude in town. Oh. Jordan, you should get a you should get a son. God, God, I gotta get a son. Don't tell Tony I don't have a son. This guy thinks I got a son. Don't come on, man. You're blowing up my spot. Sorry, I didn't mean to tell Forky you don't have a son. Thank you. As far as he knows, I have a son. A beautiful son. I think you could get yourself a son. <laughs> All right, tonight I'm getting a son. <laughs> <laughs> but Tony, what, what was the what was the path of your daughter approving or disapproving of your uh, of your uh, life as a public figure? <laughs> uh, she's never really been a fan of it. I mean, it's something like it's not like she's, but like she just doesn't. Um, she doesn't like talk about it much. You know, I think there's, it's weird like, and I also, I don't know, it's, uh, it's gotta be weird to see your dad <laughs> in an emasculated state in Arrested Development. You right. know, it's just like, <laughs> as a man child. You wanna, you know, like. You wanna show her the work, the work that you've done where, you, where you're like a super cool alpha male? I don't, that doesn't like, exist. Like the, <laughs> like the Volkswagen commercial where you dance to Mr. Roboto? Uh, that's a, <laughs> It's still pretty out there. No, I mean, you, you were in all those Thor movies. That oh, that's right. Chris Hemsworth. Sorry. Right. No, Sorry. Chris Hemsworth. No. Common mistake. I would, I would be like his quirky sidekick. I want to <laughs> hold the stone or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Tony, that was great. Thank you. I want to hold the stone. That just got cast. <laughs> stone holding. Yeah. <laughs> Should we have some music on the show? I would love to. Uh, uh, our next guest on the show is a singer-songwriter from right here in San Francisco. He's Ooh. also uh, one of my oldest friends in the world. You've heard him on Judge John Hodgman, where he was a smash hit and uh, touring the nation. Uh, he's uh, opening for Mike Watt in a week or two down mm. in Southern California. Uh, please welcome to the stage Pete Fields. Woo!
stole my crown from the gold rush town. Now my pockets are filled with pennies. Everything says to leave this place, even the fortune cookie. I sit on the steps of the church Chain smoking cigarettes Thinking about that golden gal And how I can win her back Thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks, Jesse and Jordan. Pete Fields. I'm glad Pete got the memo that he should do a, a really sad song about how San Francisco doesn't want us anymore. <laughs> got another uh, guest for you guys. Yeah, you know him from Public Radio's Snap Judgment. Please welcome to the stage Oakland, California's own Glenn Washington. Woo! Here he comes. Woo! Glenn... Glenn is a man who knows how to wear stage clothes. Yeah, looking like the leader of the world's greatest wedding band. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Indeed. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you white folks doing? <laughs> we applauded for NPR. <laughs> and after school activities. Um, Glenn, so what we were talking about uh, kind of like 
you know, what, what we did in high school and like discovering performing. What was your thing in high school? Were you a drama kid? Were you a yearbook kid? What was your thing? I was a, I was a wannabe drama kid. And uh, the thing for me was, I was in fact a cult kid. <laughs> I, when you uh, say you were a cult kid, you mean that you went to see Rocky Horror Picture Show? I lot, do right? not. I do not. I, I mean, I was a kid that was telling everybody the world was about to end and Jesus was about to come back. And it turned out it didn't happen, but I was, um, um, I wanted to be actually a drama kid, but, uh, and I went, this is what happened to me. This is what happened to me. I went, uh, I, a kid who I used to get a ride home from school. Uh, he was, he, uh, one day he was going to try out for the play. And so just to, so I get a ride, I went with them and I tried out for the play. And I was just goofing, goofing around because I knew full well I couldn't be anybody's play. We had strict Sabbath rules. Friday um, um, evenings, it was lockdown until Saturday sometime. And um, I got the part. And then um, they, uh, they got very, very upset when I had to withdraw myself. Um, and I was, I was devastated myself. It was something I wanted to do, but the Lord wasn't gonna let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember what the play was? I don't. I think honestly, it was like, it was something I really want. I, it's like one of those things you kind of excise from your memory. I was sad. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Wait, when you say you were locked, when it was lockdown Friday, what does that mean? It means that um, from sunset to sunset uh, at the Washington House, if we weren't in church, we were studying the Bible and learning about uh, how the world was about to end. From Friday, not Sunday. No, we were. This is this is a Saturday thing. We you know we didn't. Oh. We had we had to mix everything up, wow. Washington household. So that's 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 how I spent my high school being that guy. Have you ever been in a play, Glenn? I have not been in a play until today. Get your hands. Yes, we're doing the music man. Seventy six yeah. trombone. <laughs> I think I hear a Wells Fargo wagon coming down the street. What? <laughs> Everyone's feeling a little shapoopy, right? That's from. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Glenn Washington right now could greenlight a production of The Music Man in the Bay Area. You know, and go down to the marsh, do a production of The Music Man or something. It would be fantastic. I would love yeah. to do something like that. Um, you were telling us backstage that you have a uh, you have a new podcast about terror and horror. Not terror. This is ca it's called Spook. Every year on Snap Judgment for a Halloween episode, we would just we would just treat. Um, uh, supernatural stories, just like we treat anything else. Um, ask someone, and the best stories, the best, the very, very best Halloween stories always start, um, I don't really tell anybody this. <laughs> <laughs> but. I was very aroused while watching the movie Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Happy New Year for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> those, uh, those are different episodes with the cats yeah, things. Right. But for um, yeah, our Halloween episode, Spooked ended up being really popular, so we spun it off. And um, it, it's really taken off. I'm excited about it. It's a st it's a, these are stories where you have someone who, who, who presents themselves as rational, people who we think, you know, who you would hang out with, you, you, you chill with, but they tell you a story of their 
brush with the supernatural. And I love being able to hold the rationality and the supernatural in the same story. Here's the thing, Glenn, you're a very gifted storyteller. And as we heard from uh, that brief anecdote about your family, your life is completely bonkers apeshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've done a lot of bonkers shit. I'm yeah. like, the cult isn't even half of it. No. Um, <laughs> but like, this guy goes to the soda fountain and he mixes Coke <laughs> and Sprite. That's suicide! I know! <laughs> A suicide. So the kids would call that trick. Um, I, uh, uh, however, yes. your stories are often front and center on Snap Judgment. Yes. And I know what it's like to, you know, like I had the problem when I was doing my show Bullseye where I had to recommend something every week. And uh, I had like a long list of things that I had watched between the ages of, uh, you know, 17 and 28. You know, I had like 100 things on that list, things that I could recommend. Uh, but I realized once I ran through those things that I now spent all my time making my public radio show and had no time to go watch other things. Right. And I imagine, I know how hard you work on Snap, like at a certain point you run out of experiences because you're not out there doing crazy ass shit anymore. You're working on a public radio That's show. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> what happened, it's like um, thankfully my childhood was sufficiently fucked up <laughs> that I do have a deep well, but what happens is, what happens is this. What happens is this. Like every like, I ha I do have some crazy stories. Like uh, I got a story where I'm in the alley where the yakuza are blasting away, and I'm trying to get to a manhole cover to go underground to see a U2 concert. Now, <laughs> I, you don't a part of, I. <laughs> something's <laughs> happening in my brain where I'm like. I kind of want to hear that story, but also I kind of am fine knowing just that information. <laughs> the thing of it is, you don't, you, I've got like two or three of those stories, and we're on year 10 of this show, and so you can't have, if you do have a lot more, lot more of those, then you're probably a crazy person. <laughs> and um, so I have to go, but, so it, what happens is, what's really great is thankfully, I didn't know this at the time, but now, um, I have to be able to tell stories about simple things, which means I have to be a better writer than I was when you first started the show. What about what about specifically for the spooky story show? Because like maybe a couple times exactly you've seen right. the ghost. Exactly right. But like you've done like fifty of those now. That's right. Now so again, if somebody sees a ghost once or three times, cool. Fifty times? Lock that fucker up, right? <laughs> and so, it's at some point you're no longer a credible narrator, right? And so I have to back up a little bit. I have to back up a little bit. It can't be about the time the hand came out the thing and all that kind of stuff. I have to tell stories about. Uh, we had a a rat in my house, and uh, I hear it screeching and screeching. I knew it was gonna come out sometime in the middle of the night. I just didn't know when. I thought it was gonna hit. Something, I had to base it on those things. We all have fears and stuff like that. I have to start there and let somebody else maybe take the lead on the supernatural element or I will, you know, I will sound like, a, like I'm insane. I when think just <laughs> at a certain point, it's just like, I, I woke up and brushed my teeth enthusiastically, <laughs> then wandered bleary -eyed. It's not the deal. It's the, into the, the kitchen. And my wife 
handed me a glass of orange That's juice. <laughs> <laughs> the thing of it is, I was very, I mean, I was lucky in one sense, maybe um, unlucky in another. I had my grandmother. My grandmother was, um, a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> she was a diviner. And I don't, that, was a, that was an early word. I didn't know what that meant. But what would happen would be, this was in Detroit, people would come from various neighborhoods to our house, my grandmother's house. And they would ask her questions. They, they, well, I, was, I, was her, um, I was her helper. I was four or five years old. So my job was to meet somebody in the front, take them out to the back to talk to Granny. Now, Granny, what they'd ask, uh, they'd say, um, you know, my, this, the, my husband's cheating on me. What do I do? And she'd take a piece of paper, put some soil in it, uh, wrap it up, tell her to put the picture in there and put it under the bed, and uh, the husband's going to come back. And they, and they leave happy. I take them out the front door. The problem was when she tells someone she couldn't help them. And they beg and they plead. But then this four or five year old boy has got to take them back out front anyway <laughs> while they be begging to me. Can't you do something? Can't you talk to her? Just to talk to her one more time. I just need to go back to her for a minute. Uh, You're like, I'm five. Right. <laughs> Sorry you're getting a divorce. <laughs> yes, I can right. write some words. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I mean, that disappointment, I, I felt like I was always, I hated when Granny couldn't help somebody. I hated leading somebody out. Grown people would cry to me for another chance. I'd be like, nah, y'all, cartoons coming on. <laughs> so got, got, got to go. Power Rangers, whatever it is. So was it your, it was was this was your was the diviner a part of this cult? I, I no, no, it was very, very different. In fact, if my parents had known that, they'd been very, very upset. Wow. Um, the divine, all that stuff, that's evil, and that's from the devil, that's from Satan. Um, we were of Jesus. Mm. <laughs> Weird Jesus. Yeah, it was strange Jesus. Jesus, um, Jesus. We the this is this cult. This I, I just I'm just telling you. Um, this, uh, we were, the whole idea was that in the late eight, this is what the, the preacher said. I remember this one day. He said, brethren, if you think we're going to make it through the 1980s without seeing the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, you got another thing coming. And the idea was we were going to go and live in the caves of Petra in Jordan and uh, while everybody, well, y'all burned. <laughs> Y'all gonna burn up, but we're gonna be safe and sound. Glenn, actually, what 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 maybe you don't know is that the world actually did end in the <laughs> '80s, and this has all been going on in your head. <laughs> Wake up, Glenn! Wake up! Nearly two decades ago, Commander Data sacrificed his life. The greatest discovery is also about Star Trek Picard. Jesse Thorne won't let us stay on the network unless we do all the Star Trek series, and so here we are. Doing a show about maybe our favorite Star Trek character of all time. If you're excited to watch the new Star Trek Picard series and you'd like some veteran Star Trek podcasters to watch it along with, we're your guys. Sorry, you're stuck with us. The hell are you doing out here, Picard? Saving the galaxy? So subscribe to The Greatest Discovery. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. Or at MaximumFun.org. Picard! La, 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 la,
there, ghouls and gals. It is I, April Wolf. I'm here to take you through the twisty, scary, heart-pounding world of genre cinema on the exhilarating program known as Switchblade Sisters. The concept is simple. I invite a female filmmaker on each week, and we discuss their favorite genre film. Listen in closely to hear past guests like the Babadook director, Jennifer Kent, Winter's Bone director, Deborah Granick, and so many others every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Tune in if you dare. <laughs> it's actually a very thought-provoking show that deeply explores the craft and philosophy behind the filmmaking process while also examining film through the lens of the female gaze. So, like, you should listen. Switchblade Sisters. Um, given your passion for cartoons, Glenn. Yes. Um, I think you might have a. <laughs> I love the cartoons, Jesse. Uh, you might have a leg up on Tony, who's only, I guess, voiced many cartoon characters. Uh, in our game, we're going to play a game. You're going to go up against Tony. Uh-oh. Uh, the game is called Real Fan Art or Some Shit We Made Up. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Tony, have you seen your characters in a lot of fan art? Are they? Are, is it something that people, like, send you paintings of? Uh, yeah, it happens. Yeah, uh, I've seen it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is so you kind of are familiar with this phenomenon. Yeah, and I yeah, think a yeah. lot of times when people are posting fan art on the internet, it's always a a strange combination of I, I'm 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 mashing together two things that I am into. Right. Uh, and I think you'll see a lot of that here. Um, so yeah. So kind of what we're gonna do is uh, we're there gonna was. Can I describe one fan art? Oh I please. <laughs> Yeah. It was very, very sweet, but in Tallahassee, when I went back, someone had sketched a picture of me, just like a press picture, just kind of a, a normal picture with a jacket, in the Florida Capitol <laughs> behind me, and then I have a hook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because, like, Buster has a, has a very unique look, and it kind of tracks, but this, <laughs> this was like a nice shot of me smiling with the Florida Capitol and a hook. Yeah. And it was like really a- uh, Right, a, you're not a, wearing a short sleeve polo shirt right. tucked into Docker. It Tony Hale, like the man, is a cool, well-dressed dude. Well, I don't know about that, but it was a real mixture. Yeah. They really took a lot of liberties. So yeah, so I think you're familiar with the concept. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna be, and we're gonna be, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna read you three, uh, three options for fan art. One of them is real. We'll be projecting the real one on, uh, okay. on screen. Uh, apologies to the folks listening at home. We're going to do our best to describe everything so you know you feel like you're here with us. Ah, we already no. fell for this all of them real thing. <laughs> I, I know what's going to happen now. No, no, no. These are all, <laughs> this is a legit thing. I, my yeah. thing was dumb bullshit because I liked making up those cat names, and one of them was from the Star Wars prequels. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, these, are, these will all be answerable. There's no trick questions in this. All right. So should we start with Glenn, maybe? Yeah, let's start with Glenn. Uh, Glenn, here are your options. So our, uh -huh. first, our first piece of fan art concerns Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Are you familiar? Somewhat. Yeah. Okay. So he's a very famous hedgehog who loves eating rings. Yeah. <laughs> um, am we've, I? We've got confirmation from my gen friend John from high school over here. He's, that's correct. Yeah. So I'm sorry. What am I supposed to do about so that? So I'm going to read you three, 
three descriptions of a piece sure. of fan art. One is real. Okay. So you have to tell me which one it was. All so right. Sonic the Hedgehog. Has yes. someone on the internet drawn him down on his knees performing a sex act? Uh, that'd down, be wrong. Down on his knees accepting Christ. Or down on his knees scrubbing stubborn mildew from his tub. One of these is real. <laughs> it's the internet. Real. It's got to be the sex act. No, I'm sorry. Down on his knees accepting Christ. Wow. If you'll look to the side. Wow. Sonic was once lost, but now he is found <laughs> in Jesus Christ. <laughs> look Looks how like his arms are glowing from My goodness. <laughs> yeah, so there's two Sonics in this image. And one he's is on a golf course. I or get something it. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> he found God on a golf course. Right. I was Sonic. Golf you can't yeah. do the play either. So, uh, so you kind of know. So this is a, you know, that that was an easy one. He really does just look sad. He missed a putt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesse, you want to read one for Tony? Yeah, Tony, uh, your character will be Link from <laughs> Zelda. Did we find fan art where Link sneezes and the discharge is voluminous? Where Link had beans for lunch and rips an epic fart or can't hold it in and goes tinkle in his pants. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the voluminous mucus. Oh, incorrect. He peed his pants. Oh. oh. Really and so he's very sad. embarrassed. Oh. He's very sad about that. He's very oh. embarrassed. This one is a sex thing. <laughs> uh, I confirmed that. I went ahead and I traced it back to the forum on which it originally appeared. <laughs> Jesse, and it's definitely a sex thing. They're all sex things. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's call. I'll spade a spade. Okay, so it's zero zero. Zero zero. Glenn, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Glenn, yours will concern. Mario from Mario. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I got the Mario. I got it. So not to worry. Has someone drawn Mario as a penguin sliding on his belly, an octopus solving a puzzle, or a seahorse who is pregnant? Could you give me the choices one more time? Yes, absolutely. What now? A penguin sliding on his belly, an octopus solving a puzzle, or a seahorse who is pregnant? And you know what? I think here's what I think. Yeah. And while you're thinking this out, I think we need to give these fellas a lifeline. Yeah. So you have one poll the audience. You can use it now or you can save it. So you both have one poll the audience because um, I'm looking out on the audience and these are some nasty motherfuckers. Also, <laughs> also if you drew one of these, please stand up. So I can ask one, two, or three? Should they be allowed to ask? Can I suggest yeah, sure. one? Should they be allowed to ask our moms? Oh. No, let the moms watch the show in peace. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so can I say, can I ask all of them or what's going on? I'm going to say. Um, so one of these is real. A penguin sliding on his belly, an octopus solving a puzzle, or a seahorse who is pregnant. You can ask the audience once, but only once during this game. Who thinks it's number three, the seahorse? <laughs> a lot of enthusiasm. I, I, think, I think we have a winner. Yes, it's you are correct. Right, a seahorse. Oh, oh. Take that. Here's the thing. Take that. Here's the thing. Everybody, Common voice, man. Everybody wants, everybody wants to see Mario pregnant. Um, 
what we call Mario an impreg. A, yeah. No. So it looks a like cis, a hobbit. Mario yeah. is a cisgendered male, and uh, you know, in most creatures in nature, the cisgendered no. male doesn't carry the child. Um, so of course, if you want to see him pregnant, you got to make him a seahorse. <laughs> Otherwise, it's against canon. Yikes. So that's one point for Glenn. One point for Good Glenn. job, Glenn. Glenn. Good on job. On the board. On the board. Come on. By the way, can we... Where are you? Take that, Forky. Uh, my on? mom's over here. Where's the mom? Here's my mom. And uh, my mom left five minutes in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> does, not care, does not care for the show. Great. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's for the best that she did. It's oh. not a good show. No, certainly not. Uh, Tony, uh, have you ever heard of a film called Star Wars? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I have. Let me let me. Can I share a little knowledge that I have of Please. Star Wars? Oh yeah, love it. I was do <laughs> I was doing press for um, uh, Forky asked a question on Disney Plus, and the Mandalorian is on there as well. Sure. And I during <laughs> just for conversation with a reporter, I said, "Are you excited about the Manchurian Candidate?" <laughs> 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 and I might have said it to another reporter because nobody stopped me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's a big deal. Manchurian <laughs> Candidate's coming out. Are you sure you're excited about the Manchurian <laughs> Candidate? I hear you can check it out for free at the library? Yeah. Jordan, and they come up to me like, it's Mandalorian. I was like, all right. Cool. <laughs> Jordan, it sounds like our friend Tony Hale, like me, is a medium it's Star medium Wars guy. Star Wars guy. <laughs> the medium <laughs> Star Wars guy, folks. <laughs> Uh, our next character is a stormtrooper. Mm -hmm. Stormtrooper from Star Wars. Did someone draw a stormtrooper showing off his tight buns, his sweaty bare feet, or his terrible aim? Which of these was really depicted in a real fan art that we found on the internet? I kind of feel like the bare feet. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Right. Oh. This is from right the, uh, where I want you, rebel scum. <laughs> this is from he the says, uh, Star Wars movie directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> Saving that joke for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> worth, it, worth it, thank you. Yes, worth it. Glenn, uh, your character is the dog from Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is a game where adorable animals gather and share fruit. I'm not familiar with that game, Jesse. Sometimes they write each other letters. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I haven't played that game before. The goal is to get rare fruit. I see. And make animal friends. Uh-huh. New mailbox is a big part of it, too, right? Get yeah, a new mailbox. get a new mailbox. That's big news. What did fans do to this dog, Jesse? Did, <laughs> did someone draw this beautiful dog character, they who appears not. to be a lady dog, uh -huh. as a veiny bodybuilder, a baby with a dirty diaper, or President Donald Trump? Please, 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 please. Be the president. Oh, no. It's as a veiny bodybuilder. Oh, uh, no. Saying, do I meet your expectations, oh, Mr. Mayor? No. <laughs> People are wrong. People are not right. Very upsetting. Okay. Uh, Tony, uh, yeah. this one's for you. And uh, you keep in mind, you do have a poll the audience. Yeah. Oh, I do have a poll for the audience. Yeah. Okay. 
Your character and is Batman. Batman. Yeah. Do we find Your Batman? Your character is Bat the Batman. Man. All right. Do we find him trying to hide his erection from Superman? <laughs> Getting his nipples tweaked by Green Lantern? Mm. Or enjoying some tasty corn? <laughs> Less <laughs> arousing. <laughs> Still have a poll the audience. Mm. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, did you say corn? Are we all for corn? Um, okay, let's let's go for corn. Congratulations, Tony Hale on hey. the board. Hey. Enjoying some tasty corn. Now this seems like it is more wholesome, but to whoever drew it, this is also a sex thing. Yeah, <laughs> these are all sex things. We've, Remember that. We found it on Cornhub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, went over slightly better than the Tarantino thing. I'm surprised. Yeah. Very fun. Uh, Glenn, I know you're a big Poke fan. Yeah. Uh, which is why we've given you the character of Pokemon trainer Ash. Uh, he's sure. Of course, uh, he Very familiar. It's Ash's job to capture pocket monsters. Catch them if you can. And... <laughs> Right, yes, catch him if you can. Train that famous Pokemon slogan. <laughs> uh-huh. Train train them to attack and kill. Is that what he's doing? Uh, does Pokemon trainer Ash mm -hmm. lick the face of a visibly annoyed Pikachu, erotically massage Bulbasaur, or butter his body with a stick of Lando Lakes? You keep used his I've thing. got some strong but I still have strong feelings over here and I don't have any. Um land, well, land, okay, I mean, what one more time, Jesse. Your choices are lick the face of a visibly annoyed Pikachu. Uh, it's a yellow electricity monster. Uh-huh. Of course it is. Of course it is. Erotically yeah. massage bulbasaur. It's a horny monster who loves massages. <laughs> Horny monster. Or butter his body with a stick of Lando Lakes. That's a premium dairy product. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with C, though. I think I am. The answer is A, lick the face of a visibly annoyed Pikachu. Huh. Why is this, why is, why is this one the worst? <laughs> There's something about how smooth they are that's upsetting. There's something about the way Ash's uh, eyes are closed in a reverie. There's something about the pulling away from the Ash person. Yeah, and I think I think that obviously there's a problem with consent between the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that consent is sexy. Exactly. Tony, this last is your last one. Mm -hmm. This is uh, Shrek, mm. fellow member of the DreamWorks family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is he? It's, what, it's, do you know who Shrek is, sir? <laughs> you I know Tony is a member of the DreamWorks family, don't you? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wow, you guys just shamed him. No, well, it's so... The audience is being quiet, but this guy just looked at me and said, What? <laughs> 
sir, I'm not the movie Cats. You can't just yell what at me when something doesn't make sense. And have you been following it up to here? <laughs> Thank you for coming to our show. Until enjoy, now, all the enjoy, pieces of this puzzle fit together. Enjoy the chicken fingers. Shrek. Shrek from DreamWorks Animation. DreamWorks Animation. Friends with a donkey. Friends with a donkey. Mm -hmm. Is he doing the Macarena, co-parenting with Sonic, or fucking a small town water tower? Wait, hold on. Yeah, I can read these again. A small, t a small uh, town. Yeah, water you know, like tower? In, a in a town, like you, you know, you're in, you're in uh, Palookaville, and you get there, and the way you know you're in Palookaville is you look up. Oh, there's the town water tower. It says Palookaville on it. They keep their water there. <laughs> and he's fucking it. Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't. We don't know. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. Want to tip. We don't want One to of these is the real. Um. <laughs> One of these is something we found in real fan art, too, or something we made up. And, I, you know, we would um. never make up something gross. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to go Water Tower. No, it is co-parenting with Sonic. Oh. oh. Now. Now. I know I can feel some people in the audience starting to get mad. Let me head it off at the pass. Jesse, yeah. you wrote this question, right? Yeah. That is not Sonic the Hedgehog, that is Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> a clone of Sonic made from Dr. Robotnik's grandpa's DNA okay. and a monster who lives on a comet called Black Doom. <laughs> now, Brian, bring up the graph. <laughs> <laughs> this is all part of Jordan's transition from podcasting into YouTube lore videos. <laughs> Honestly, probably a good career move at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so Shrek is up there, uh, and he's saying in his, in his famous Shrek voice, Go on, lost. Try to crawl over to mommy. Very nice. And then Shadow the Hedgehog is saying in his famous, sh or her? Her famous? Him. His famous uh, uh, Shadow voice. Come on, sweetie. You can do it. You know his voice. You know Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah. Why did you get that? And then in between is a monster more horrifying than either of them individually <laughs> that is roughly the sum of the two divided by two. Uh, so, Jesse, we got a bonus question here. What's the score? It's saying mama. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Even, even male hedgehogs can be mamas. That's true. Yeah. The show, the score is currently two points for Tony and one point for Glenn, but the good news is... There's one final question for Glenn. Yeah. And this question is worth two points. Not to worry. <laughs> Not to worry. Uh, Fans of Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever there may be left in the room. Forky, Forky, Forky. We stand a legend. Sorry, Glenn. Uh, We've been friends for a long time, yes, but I'm indeed. a Forky man. Uh, your characters are Wario and Waluigi. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> I think you mean wah. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> Wario and Waluigi. Yeah, they're upside down Mario and Luigi. Okay. <laughs> well, not technically. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one for this. Are gotcha. they? 
Competing together in Olympic ice dancing, Wario lands a difficult jump. Uh Uh-huh. Trick-or-treating together, one dressed as Princess Leia, one dressed as Slave Leia, and Wario scolds Waluigi. Or are they engaged in Filipino stick fighting, also known as Escrima, and Wario is delivering a mighty blow? You guys had a good time making this up. Um, Well, I'm 38, so I can only come twice in a day or so. (laughs) So the first 10 or 15 minutes were super fun, but then (laughs) after that, I was kind of sleepy. Wow, is that that sleepy? Is that why you had a blanket on your lap while we were doing this? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. I feel like Pikachu. It wasn't a blanket. It was a sham wow, which Uh, is more absorbent. Uh Wick wick away that moisture. Sorry, Mom. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Anyway. Keeping your grandchildren fed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have... What... Do I still get a lifeline? No. No, you used it twice and uh-huh. you only had one. <laughs> uh, if you, all right. Glenn, yes? if you want to ask my mom, Judy, you can. That's her over Judy, there. Judy, do you have any um, idea, A, B, or C, that I could lean on for support, moral or otherwise, for this question? My mom's Ju- really Judy unsure. looks un- very confused, <laughs> as am I. So I'm going to go with um, C. Judy says C. I say C. Oh, our champion is Tony Hale. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is Wario and Waluigi. Wario dressed as Slave Leia. Waluigi dressed as a standard, you know, cinnamon bun ears, haircut, Leia, and uh, Wario is scolding Waluigi, saying, ha ha, you look like an idiot. And they have trick-or-treat bags? Yeah, I think they're trick-or-treat. A lot of people would have assumed otherwise that they were, like, at a con doing cosplay. Right, right, right. Uh, But no, they like to go out trick-or-treating. You drew this. You did. You drew this. I wish I was this gifted. Yeah. You forget, <laughs> what I do is the opposite of art. <laughs> uh, Tony Hale, congratulations. Tony Hale Tony is our Hale. champion. Thank you. Uh, we got one uh, final segment. Uh, we like to open up our phone lines every week. Wait, hold on, hold on. What? We got one more song. Oh, another song. Please welcome back to the stage, Pete Fields. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. Uh, we're playing sort of a... Thanks, Jesse and Jordan, for having me. Glad to be here. And uh, here's another. I'm wondering where you are under foggy How you're keeping warm Under foggy moon, I 
everybody Pete Fields yes uh, Fernal Heights country music his mom is also here <laughs> moms 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 uh, so every week we like to open up our phone lines people who call us at 206944 fun uh, and share a momentous occasion but since we have no phone on stage we are going to uh, do it live. There are some people here who have momentous occasions. Mm. Uh, if you, uh, if we're gonna call your name, uh, step up to the mic and share your momentous occasion with Julia us. Julia L is first. Julia L. Here's Julia. Come on over. Brian's right here. Hi, Julia. How are you? Are you a San Franciscan, Julia? Uh, Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa. <laughs> My mom used to teach at Santa Rosa Junior College. I'm I am going there currently. Well, there you go. <laughs> this is fun. Just I'm learning. Yeah. Uh, what's your momentous occasion? Um, I got a missext from my uncle. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> Wait, your uncle accidentally sexted you? Yes, that is correct. Can you read the contents of the sext, or is it a? F- I hope you photo. deleted it right away and then <laughs> threw your phone away into a fire. <laughs> 
it's up here. Okay. Oh. She's, so <laughs> for the at-home listener, she's tapping her head and saying it's up here. Pointing to her brain. Uh, okay. what, what kind of sex was it? Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> we, we were born ready for yeah. this. Okay. This is what our whole life has been leading okay. up to. Really, really lean into the mic, too. I just want to make sure the at-home audience gets this. He said, hey, BB, like two Bs. Uh-huh. You ready to get dat pussy licked tonight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, dat. Ooh. Dat pussy licked. Oh, who Ooh. did he realize it after he sent it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Some hours later, he sent me a text that said, please, PLZ, disregard. (laughs) 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 To wish I sent a response, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Julia L. Yes. Love Where's those a- nasty uncles? <laughs> Sue T. Where is Sue T? Here's Sue. Come on up, Sue. Let's hear it for Sue. <laughs> now, Sue, what did your uncle send you? Uh, no, I, I can't top that, I'm afraid. That's okay. That's okay. Where, where do you live? Are you a San Franciscan, Sue? I live in Alameda. Alameda. That's a nice spot. Very nice. You in the Navy? Um, no, the, the Navy left a few years ago. Yeah. You just work at the flea market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know some Alameda yeah. stuff. <laughs> I can pander. Uh, Sue, tell us uh, what your momentous occasion is. Well, for my job, I work with a lot of authors. And um, one of them, who's a thriller writer, just published a book this month, and he named a character after me. Oh, my gosh. And the character is a computer genius who does favors for the detective in the book. And in exchange for doing these favors, because it's kind of, you know, borderline, it's a gray area, so I guess she can't take any money for it. So she is paid in bunt cake. (laughs) This sounds like a taut thriller. <laughs> it's, it was. A, it, I checked, and it's actually like one of Amazon's top 100 bestsellers. So it's wow. it's, it's actually very good. So. Holy cow! Right How on. do you think this is going to change your life? Um, I keep telling people to read the book. I say you really have to read this book, and I don't want to give away that I'm in it. But so far, I haven't heard from anybody who. <laughs> now, how do you yourself feel about a bunt? I love a bunt. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love a bun? Who doesn't love a bun? It's got more crispy exterior, and you don't have to worry about the middle falling. And if you're just getting dessert for yourself, grab a baby bunt. <laughs> Good idea, Jordan. Thank you yeah, for that. Treat yourself. Hey, if you're out there and you're having dessert by yourself, treat yourself to a baby bunt. Uh, Sue, thank you so much. <laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell you something really sweet? Yeah. Uh, my d- last year when we were at SF Sketchfest, my dad came out to the show, and Brian just uh, like three days ago found the momentous occasion card that he filled out here at the uh, here at the punchline, and it said, "What is your name?" and it said Lee Thorne, and then it said, "What is your momentous occasion?" and he wrote, 
my child my children's children. Oh. Now I'm the only one of his children that has children as far as I know. <laughs> but I was very grateful for it. Oh, that's really nice. sweet. Uh can we have Kayla and Robert, please? Kayla and Robert. Here's Kayla and Robert. Now, and Robert. which one of you is the uncle? Sure. Sounds like uh, Robert's the uncle. Kay- Kayla, where where are the two of you from? Uh, we're f- Texans. Oh, yeah. hey. I don't uh, have anything. From Dallas, Dallas and he's from Houston. But we live. I was in, born in Beaumont. We live here. We lived in Austin after we knew better. Okay. <laughs> you guys have a fun vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you read us correctly. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing after the show? <laughs> Let's huff paint. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Kayla, Kayla, what's your, Kayla? Oh my god! Okay, so in 1989, we married okay. in, Dal- in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, and we year. divorced four years later. And 1993. Lost, uh, yes, and lost touch for over 20 years. Whoa, like 22 years. Got back together four years ago, and um, on the morning of December 22nd, we remarried. Beautiful. Over the intervening 25 years, we got over having grown up in Texas in the 70s and 80s. Um, And that was no small task, so. That's that's (laughs) why we're so fun now. (laughs) How did that was a ride? (laughs) You you have no idea how long the story used to be. How did the two of you? How did the two of you get back in touch with each other? Um, well, she um, sent me an um, email message or a Facebook message, yeah. um, telling me that her brother had moved to Napa, mm-hmm. and that she and her entire family were coming to to Napa for Christmas, and would I be interested in seeing her? And I happened to be in the hospital at the time. <laughs> so when wow. I got out of the hospital, I sent her a message, which was the day before she was leaving. We spent the entire night speaking with each other, texting, um, texting like with each other while she was on the plane. How modern. Which, yeah, yeah, there were no cell phones the last time we talked to each other. And I convinced her to yeah. um, come by my house because they were going from SFO past Potrero Hill. <laughs> to Napa. Yep. It's like two blocks from my house. So stop beautiful by on the way. Napa. Beautiful country. I think we yeah. can all agree. Yeah. <laughs> Napa. Anyway. Well. Yeah. Everybody loves uh, uh, the vineyard. P- what about Petro Hill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Well, hey, well, congratulations. There's parking. On, on anyway, long well, story short. Yep. Her entire family showed up at my house. Story hasn't been short. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I spent all night cleaning the house. Had taken a shower when they said they were leaving the airport. I, this is short. There, I had no <laughs> shirt on. Okay. Thank you. Thank wow. you very much. We'll be here all week. Wow. <laughs> Love is real. Uh, Magdalena, where's Magdalena? We have Magdalena here somewhere. Here, here she is. is. Come on up, Magdalena. 
Magdalena wearing a cape. I like it. Cape it up. Cape in. The rest of you guys didn't get the cape memo? No, I'm We're sorry. We're wearing capes I, today. I forgot to send that out before I came. So. Uh, Magdalena, it's a joy to have you here. Uh, uh, are you from San Francisco? Uh, actually born in Poland, but raised in the Bay Area. So. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, live in the South Bay now. Oh, excellent. Anywhere near the It's It factory? No. <laughs> no. It's a bummer. If I was going to live in the South Bay, I'd try and live near the It's It factory. That would it's be nice. You know, that Burlingame, that, that factory's been polluting the groundwater. <laughs> <laughs> with, with delicious with oatmeal delicious cookies. delicious ice cream, yeah. yes. So my story is 2014. Magdalena, by... Sorry. Just get right into it. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. Don't go let on. us distract you. I'm sorry. You're right. No, go, go, go. It's your show, Magdalena. Go for well, it. You called me up here for a reason. <laughs> You're okay. absolutely right. Go ahead, Magdalena. So, 2014, the Giants were playing here. It was um, the playoffs. And a friend of ours, my boyfriend and I, had tickets to the playoffs and said, hey, do you want to come? And I said, of course, because we're huge Giants fans. And he goes, well, guess what? Uh, season ticket holders get to bring the flag out onto the outfield and so we're like yeah sure want to do want to do that so we show up a couple hours early they're like this is what you get to do do you want to hold the flag and or run with the flag and open it up and i was like of course i want to run with the flag i want to be there i want to charge on the field yeah well earlier that day my sciatica kicked up and as we're running with the flag and the guy starts playing the national anthem, oh. my hip gives out. I turn to my boyfriend and I say, go on without me. I'm falling. Wow. And I fell and they unfold the flag on top of me and they told us if they do that, you, you, you just lay there. Don't do anything until... But but be careful because you can't wait too long because as soon as the national anthem is over, people start running to fold the flag up so you'll get trampled. So I'm laying there, I'm enjoying the national anthem, and I decide I'm never going to get this experience in my life ever again. I start doing angels in the outfield. <laughs> then I realize the anthem's about to be over, and I start looking as to where I'm going to crawl, and I'm literally in the middle of this giant flag. I start army crawling it. <laughs> And I look around and I see my boyfriend who's wearing the orange, um, like checkered, orange, black checkered pants. And that's where I knew where to go. And he has literally a, me, a picture army crawling under the thing coming out to him. And I'm wearing a tutu and I got the giant's hat and I'm all decked out. So, and then the lady at the end said, wow, you did a great fall. That was wonderful. <laughs> when she saw me come out. That's Wait, kind in, of amazing. Here in San Francisco, we call that even year magic. <laughs> I would agree. It was it was an awesome experience, and I, I'll never get to do that again. I hope. That story needed an uncle. I know. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Just a nasty <laughs> uncle. <laughs> uh, Magdalena, folks. Yeah. Our guests on the show: Glenn Washington, host of Snap Judgment. Yeah. Tony Hale, right here at ACT in San Francisco. Yeah, go see his play. Pete Fields of Trainwreck Riders. And of course, our moms. Thank you and good night. That was Jordan Jesse Go live from the punchline in San Francisco. Our thanks to our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. He was up there with us. 
Our thanks to the Sketchfest guy who engineered. What was that guy's name, Brian? Do you remember? James. Very good engineer. <laughs> Did a nice job. Thanks to James. Thanks to Marcus. That's the manager of the Punchline. Thanks to all the folks at the Punchline. Mm-hmm. Thanks to my mom for making the trip. Thanks to John King, my friend from high school, for showing up. Yeah. You know? That's well, what else could we thank? Um, Marina, <laughs> she also went to my high school. Okay, yeah. uh, one of the bartenders gave me a cup of coffee before the show. So thank no charge, no charge. He said, "Wow, for the talent, they didn't charge. They don't charge the the talent for coffee. Free coffee for talent. I should have got jumped up before the show. You should have got jumped up, my friend. Chug a lug. Yeah, you were a little low energy. I chug a lug. I wanted let's... to mention. I meant to mention it, but chug a lug. Let's jump it up. <laughs> sure. Yes." <laughs> The, uh, the what every coffee drinker says before they have that first cup. <laughs> Chug a lug. Let's jump it up. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.